Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And this is one that is a listener request. And I feel bad because I've been waiting to do this one thinking it's not that far away from Omaha. Maybe I can actually get there and do an episode on it. And then COVID hit and it never happened. And so I apologize, but I remembered, let's go ahead and do this episode for Cindy. She is from semi-close to the area. This is actually in Branson, Missouri. And there's a pretty big attraction there, I guess I would say, that is kind of an unusual place for a haunt, but it makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, I agree. And I know where this location is. And I know we were talking about doing this last summer, possibly, and kind of driving down towards Branson and maybe stopping at like the Crescent Hotel on the way. But COVID kind of sidetracked us. But I'm excited about this one. Yeah, it's a really interesting haunted attraction. And it's not really known for the haunt, but it is at the same time. This is your haunted holiday at the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. Okay, so before we get started, obviously, Lindsay, we have to go into a little bit of history of the Titanic. I'm sure most people are pretty familiar with the story, so we're not going to get into like who all the passengers were or anything like that, but the history is really important here. The Titanic, when it was built, it was like basically this just engineering wonder. People were like amazed by this thing. It was the biggest ship ever built. They said it was insanely safe because they had created all these watertight compartments. And essentially, they were like, this thing is unsinkable. Right. That's right. And spoiler alert, guys. It sinks. It does. They depart on their maiden voyage. This is the first voyage ever of the Titanic. People were very excited to get their tickets for this. It actually left on April 10th, 1912. There were over 2,200 passengers on board. And the passengers kind of interestingly ranged from like the wealthiest of people, super uber rich in the first class cabins, down to, you know, people who were just immigrants and wanting to go to America and start a new life. So they also had third class cabins that obviously were not as nice as the first class, but it was a whole range of people. And because they thought that this ship was so safe because of all these watertight compartments and just the sheer size of it, they actually didn't even put enough lifeboats on board. They're like, what's the point of it? We'll put some on here but it doesn't need to be enough to cover everybody. So they had enough lifeboats to be able to save, supposedly, 1,178 people, which is about 1,000 people less than were actually on board the ship. Mm -hmm. Now, April 14th, a few days into their voyage, it, of course, struck an iceberg and started to sink. It was massive damage to the ship, 
people started to panic. They were trying to get the women and children onto those lifeboats. Of course, it was a just total panic. People were freaking out. Families were being separated where the men were being told, sorry, we don't have room for you. You are going to have to stay behind. I mean, like, oh, I can't even How imagine. terrifying. Yeah, I can't. Ugh. I can't imagine. So scary. In the panic, they also didn't even fill up all the lifeboats. Like some of the lifeboats, you know, left only partially full. And like they were kind of difficult to manage in the first place. Like, you know, the ship is practically on its side at some points as it's going down and trying to get people on those lifeboats was very challenging. So although the lifeboats could hold over 1,100 people, they actually only saved 700 people with oh, the no. use of those lifeboats. Fifteen, Approximately 1,500 people remained on board the ship and went down with the Titanic. And even if you were on the lifeboats, or maybe you didn't make it onto a lifeboat, the water was only 28 degrees. So really, really cold if you did not get on that lifeboat. The odds of you surviving that were really slim to none. This is, of course, one of the greatest tragedies of all time, probably the greatest maritime tragedy of all time um, in terms of loss of life. So just, oh, I'm sure it was terrifying. I, I know. And I mean, obviously, most of you listening have very well heard this story and probably watched the movie with like Jack Dawson and Rose and all of that right but I mean I think of like the way the ship like went up upwards and it was completely sideways I how terrifying also how terrifying thinking about your loved one or friend that's back on the ship that had no option to get into a life raft and I mean there's nobody coming for help, at least anytime soon. Yeah. The shipwreck was lost for years. It was somewhere off the coast of Newfoundland is where the ship actually sunk. And in the 80s, it was eventually discovered. I think it was like 1,300 feet, you know, below in depth. So just crazy to try to find this thing. It was eventually found and a bunch of artifacts were pulled up. Now... Those artifacts are kind of spread out amongst several different Titanic museums that are out there. We're going to talk specifically about the haunting of the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. But there are several others, specifically one that is in like the, I believe it's the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas. There's also one, Lindsay, in, I think there's an exhibit. I don't know if it's still there in Atlanta, in the Atlanta oh. Aquarium. I wonder if it's still there. I don't know. I mean, I've been to the Atlanta Aquarium several times, but I rem and I've never seen it. So I don't think it is still there, but I remember an old Ghost Hunters episode where they investigated at the Georgia Aquarium. I think it was a temporary display. It might have been. Yeah. But basically, Lindsay all of these displays are haunted. So it's kind of a different twist on what we talk about a lot. I mean, we're talking about everything haunted on this show, but a lot of places are haunted because something actually happened there at a specific location. Somebody passed away. They think that a lot of these hauntings are tied to these different artifacts that are at this specific museum. 
So these other museums around the country, even probably around the world, are also supposed to be haunted. There's just so many different haunted Titanic museums. I didn't even realize this until I started researching. I mean, if you think about artifacts being haunted, I mean, it's, it's really fascinating to think what might draw a spirit to stay with a certain artifact. And we've covered a few different topics like this. We did Robert the Doll, um, which is a good episode. And then we also did like the Dybbuk Box. One of my favorite episodes is actually the Dybbuk Box. Um, that was a listener recommendation. It was a great episode. But another like just haunted artifact. And why would a spirit stick with an item? I don't know. But let's talk about it. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. Before we get into the museum, there was something else interesting that I ran across in terms of hauntings. Apparently, the water around Newfoundland, where the ship is actually wrecked, when ships pass by it, they experience some weird ghostly encounters at the actual water site. Really? What yes. are they what are they experiencing? So one of the most common things that they see are orbs of light that dart above the waterline and then sometimes will go below the waterline like very unusual light anomalies that they're seeing. Interesting. I mean that would make sense. So think about it like so the wreckage is quite a bit below the surface, right? Nowhere near um, where the ship would be crossing, but all those people died. A lot of them had life vests on and they died at the surface of the water. So it would would totally make sense that they're seeing orbs and stuff at the surface. That's true. And I wonder if their life vests, now that you're mentioning those, did they have little blinking They did. Ooh, I just got chills. I wonder if that's what they're seeing. Some sort of like a residual. Oh, that's interesting. Really interesting. Okay, so that happens. They also, when ships pass by, they also get unexplained radio interference. But what's even more interesting is sometimes they will actually hear a phantom SOS signal. 
like somebody really? calling for help over the radio that is not actually there and they think Ooh. it is somebody from the Titanic calling out SOS. I have total chills. This is a chill moment. Like I I this is, didn't even occur to me that they might be experiencing something when they cross over that area in the ocean. So creepy. They've got to catch that on recording. Like they need to start recording this stuff, but what ship captain going through that area is thinking they're going to pick up on a signal from the Titanic. Right. It would be an interesting thing for one of these shows to go investigate because we can't just like commandeer a, a ship and go out there. But some of these shows might be able to. We do. need to call James Cameron and be like, hey, man, hook us up. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so those are the things that they are experiencing at the site itself. But now these artifacts have been spread around. The Branson Museum has the largest collection of these artifacts. In fact, over 400 artifacts are at this place, which have either been handed down from people, people's families who passed away in the Titanic or things actually brought up from the Titanic itself. A lot of them are worth a lot of money. These things that they have collected and, and put in their museum behind glass over the years. What is interesting about this place is it is actually built like a smaller version of the actual Titanic. So when you are driving down the main strip of Branson, which is kind of like a little touristy town of museum, I, I don't think it's that far from the Ozarks, you will see a big Titanic there, right off the street. You go in and they have it built just like the Titanic would have looked. Like you can go look at first class cabin, what that would have looked like. You can see, you know, what third class cabin would have looked like. They have pictures and names of all the passengers that were on board covering the walls of this museum. It's really neat. And they also have like a grand staircase area that is actually built off the original blueprint of the grand staircase. And apparently it's only two floors of it and it costs them a million dollars to build the two floors of the grand staircase. And it would have continued down five more levels. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I always think of, I mean, I keep going back to it, but that movie, right? I mean, that's essentially what it looks like, right? Right. And the reason I bring this up, one, it's cool to go see something like that, like what it would have really looked like at the grand staircase of the Titanic. But two, if there is some kind of spirit following this artifact around, would that kind of bring them out to be like, whoa, this looks familiar. I've seen this grand staircase. This room looks like a room I would have stayed in. And maybe that is helping channel some of that energy because it's a familiar spot. Right. I think it definitely could be. I think if you set the mood and the atmosphere to be, you know, like what that might be familiar to them, I think it really can. I mean, think about when we were at the Villisca Axe Murder House and we started playing music from the era of when they would have lived there. That family was there and we started getting some sort of reaction on like our K2 meter and, and that kind of thing. So I think it could. Yeah, I think so too. And the other thing I want to bring up that is something I hadn't thought about until I started researching this is they don't keep the same artifacts all the time. The different Titanic museums kind of rotate them around, I think. Like 
one at one point I know they had the violin of one of the violinists who played all the way until the ship sunk. They oh, wow. they actually had that. And they say that as soon as that violin came into their possession, they started experiencing additional hauntings that they thought were tied to that specific violinist. I don't know if they have that violin anymore. But the reason I think that's interesting is because if these hauntings are tied to these specific objects, I feel like some of these stories could be a little scattered, right? Like they might experience the haunting of the violinist over the course of six months that they have this object. Mm -hmm. And then they might transfer that violin to Las Vegas and then they start experiencing something similar. I'd be really curious to kind of cross-reference those different experiences based on the objects that they have. It really would be interesting to like start a spreadsheet, right? Like what kind of, and then just see if there's some sort of a correlation, you know, I mean, granted, we can't really scientifically do this, but I mean, we could see if there's some sort of possible significant correlation there. Right. I think you, I think it's totally possible to try to document that to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. That, the reason I bring that up is because some of the stories are kind of scattered. Now I am going to talk about the main ones that are consistent at this place okay so like the violinist I kind of told you about but that's not a consistent one because that violin I think travels around a little bit I don't Mm -hmm. think it's still there one of the main things that people experience at this place when they actually go into the museum itself is this overwhelming feeling of emotion which I think makes a lot of sense and they say it's really heavy I'm gonna assume that maybe these people might be a little bit more in tune with something, right? But some people, like, they physically cannot stay in there. They are so overwhelmed by this. Now, the other thing to look for is cigar smoke. This is supposed to be really, really prevalent. And I, they say that they think it was the captain, maybe, that's haunting this place, that's smoking the cigar. That's something that you'll read quite a bit. Honestly, though, I feel like there's a lot of rich people on this ship that were smoking cigars. Right. It's it's like a, a thing that after every fancy dinner, they'd sit down and smoke a cigar, right? Right. And have some whiskey or something. That's how right? I envision it. Now, whether that happened or not, I don't know. But that's what I see in my mind when I think about this. I do, too. I do, too. The staff experiences a lot of stuff there including they wear these kind some of the staff are dressed almost like a a maid would have looked you know while they're giving a tour kind of thing and so they're wearing aprons that are tied in the back with bows and they say that those bows get pulled on a lot uh, by something that is not there they also will hear their name get called out quite a bit like whatever the spirit is is maybe recognizing this particular staff member, learning their name, and then calling it out. Interesting. So it's like an intelligent... Well, I mean, we probably have a multitude of things going on, right? I mean, if we've got multiple spirits, who knows? Some of it could be residual, and then you've got some intelligent haunts. But I mean, can you imagine if all of a sudden you heard, Lisa? No. It would be pretty scary. (laughs) The other thing, I think this is kind of creepy, is people will find wet footprints so when you go there you need to specifically look on the ground for just like wet footprint spots where it looks like somebody's been walking oh i know very creepy because it's not like they had a pool in the titanic i mean this is gonna sound weird but 
why would they have wet footprints other than they were in the water probably are dead it's a ghost i think you know (laughs) we solved it ghost (laughs) (laughs) the other thing that is reported a lot is fingerprints on the glass displays now there are a lot of glass displays here and so when i first hear this i'm like yeah because people touch the glass displays when they Mm -hmm. go in there right but what the staff will say is actually they everybody's out they do like a cleaning at the end of the night they clean off all the glass displays so nobody's in the museum they come back the next morning and there's fingerprints all over stuff and so they're attributing that to a ghost i totally think it could be a ghost but i also think maybe they missed a spot i think that's entirely possible Right. Is there anyone there after hours, you know, guarding? I mean, some of this stuff is pretty expensive. I mean, right. Not I to say security's walking around touching all the glass, but I mean, you know, they might have a night where they're just like checking stuff out while they're doing their rounds. So I, the only reason I say that is because I used to work retail where we would sell purses and a lot of the purses were in glass display cases. And one of the things that I had to do was like constantly clean the glass display cases. And it did not matter how much I cleaned it. I would always find a fingerprint that I missed somewhere. You know, it's one of those things that will just drive you crazy. So it could be a ghost or I feel like that's also an easy thing to just miss. You know, and I mean, like my my philosophy is rule out it being a person first right not saying it's not a ghost certainly could be um but you know there's always that possibility you know we got to put that out there right and the area of the ship too one this is even this is more interesting to me so there is an area of the museum that they call the captain's bridge and it's built just like you know where the captain would go there's kind of a glass front to it in this area, they say that they will see children running around, hear children, but also have handprints of children on the glass. And no matter what they do, these just reappear. Like they will literally clean them off and turn around, and the next minute, there's another handprint on this glass. And actually, in an episode of Ghost Adventures, They went to this museum and they experienced that exact same thing. They tested it out a bunch of times and I was actually like, whoa, like, Mm. I I mean, obviously it's for TV. It could be edited. Like, I wasn't there to see it in person, but it was pretty compelling. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, that sounds more like we could rule out possible you know, other factors there more likely than some of the other cases. Right. It's not a tiny little fingerprint. It was like a full blown little kid's handprint Mm -hmm. and a smaller hand than any of the people that were on that show. Right. Like there was no kids in the museum, how they would replicate like a tiny handprint. I'm, I'm not sure. There's also a lot of apparitions seen here. Specifically, they see apparitions in formal wear. So they're like going to the fancy dinner on the ship or, you know, going dancing or whatever it is that they're going to be doing on the Titanic that night. One of the people that they are pretty sure is haunting this museum specifically 
is somebody who did die on the Titanic. His name was John Jacob Astor IV, and he was the richest man on the Titanic. Uber rich, somewhere in the first class cabins. He did pass away. His wife actually survived, got on the lifeboat, and he was told, you got to stay back, which kind of shows like it doesn't matter how much wealth you have in this situation. It was like, nope, you do not get a life raft. Mm hmm. So anyways, he is seen usually towards the top of the grand staircase to the side, kind of where like the entryway to the guest cabins would be if it were the real ship. And it turns out his actual room on the Titanic is right where they see him on this like replicated version of it. That's so fascinating. That's really cool. Right. And he is wearing like a fancy suit, get up, ready Tuxedo. You know, for yeah. his night out. Yep. Like I said, this was a listener request, and this came from Cindy in Missouri. And I just want to share what she wrote to us because I thought it was kind of interesting, and it kind of goes to some of the stuff that we just talked about. So very common experiences. And Cindy says, I'd like to suggest that you visit the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. My daughters and I saw the Ghost Adventure show that took place there, and it was great. My family and I visited our condo in Branson often, and my daughters and I have been to the Titanic Museum twice. There's a very strange vibe that we got there, probably because there are over 400 actual artifacts from the ship and its passengers. The last time we were there, I asked one of the tour guides if he had seen any ghosts lately, and he said he had just seen someone up on the second floor as we were coming down the staircase. We noticed that he had looked up and to our right. We were the last visitors that day, and all of the employees were present and accounted for on the first floor at the time. The tour guides swear that they have seen the ghost of Mr. John Jacob Astor on the second floor near the top of the staircase. Ooh, yeah, that's a great um, message that she sent. I love that it just goes right back into what a lot of people are experiencing. It adds a lot of credibility to the story. It does. And that's exactly what we were talking about in the spot that he would have been seen. Now, the museum itself, like I said, it is a really cool looking place. A lot of history there, cool artifacts to see. One of the neat things I think is they even have like this water tank that you can put your hand in to feel what 28 degree water would have felt like had you had to go into the water. So it's really an interactive, cool experience. And so people just love it i would highly recommend if i go to branson i'm definitely gonna make a stop at this museum and they do not have ghost tours that i could find now that is not to say they don't have them on occasion um i'm curious if they do they they may i would probably look around halloween time see if they have something there are some individual companies that do some sort of 
ghost tour thing, like a package that you can purchase, but it is not consistent. It is not like a weekly thing. Like you have to really dig and look for it. I found one in particular that you could do, but it's like a once a year one-off thing. So I'm not going to share it on this show because I don't know, you know, if they're going to pick it back up or what their plans are. But if you want that, you can definitely go search for it. To get into the museum, it costs $28 for an adult and $15 for children. So I think that's a very good price for the full tour. They also have a gift shop. And they I was thinking, what on earth are they selling in the gift shop of the Titanic Museum? And they have things like for kids, like an iceberg kit or champagne flutes with Titanic engraved on them. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we'll get our niece and nephew the iceberg kit. Oh, my goodness. Go. <laughs> yeah. Or like, cheers to our Titanic glasses. Cheers. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a little bit morbid when you really think about it and you think about what happened there. I mean, it's, it's you know, we forget because it's so long ago and we think, oh, yeah, that's the story I've heard in the past. Yeah, yeah. But like to to really think about what happened and how just horrifying it must have been for those folks. I just can't imagine. All right. So the Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri sounds very promising for potentially coming across something. It sounds like you could probably pay for that tour and then go in and spend some time, you know, seeing the the stuff that's there and then also keeping an eye out for sounds, sights, anything that might be a ghostly encounter. I like it. Also, I mean, gosh, if you're in Vegas, go see that one there, too. It sounds like there's several around the country. Last week, we talked about a review that we got um, that talked about the background music. We really appreciated that feedback. And we kind of posted it out to our listeners to say, hey, what do you want? You know, what would you prefer? Because we want to make sure that you guys are enjoying the show and we make it as good as possible for everybody. We got a lot of feedback. So thank you, everyone who reached out. We got emails, messages. We even got some new reviews out of it. I'll read one of the review. And this is very consistent with what we've heard. This one's great. It's um, It says, I really look forward to this podcast every week. Just the right amount of banter. The locations they cover are varied and interesting, and they offer history, ghost tales, and great travel tips. Love the background music. So it sounds pretty consistent that people are really enjoying the background music. I, I agree. I think it adds a layer of depth. So for now, the background music is definitely saying staying. That seems to be the consensus. So that at least made me feel better that... For the most part, our folks are, are enjoying that as part of the audio. Yep, agreed. Thank you for the feedback. Whether you really like the background music or you didn't, we appreciate it all. Yeah, we absolutely do because we use all of it to try to improve and make the show as good as we can for you guys. So awesome. Thank you guys so much for all the reviews. We got multiple reviews this week and we've read all of them. We got multiple emails. Thank you guys so much. It, every time you guys send an email, sometimes I can be a little slow to respond, so I apologize, but it really means a lot. You know, we read those and it just, it makes doing this show so worth it to hear that you guys are actually enjoying it and, and listening to it every week and you look forward to it. So that's fantastic. If you want to reach out to us, go to yourhauntedholiday.com, hit contact us and send us an email. Send us a recommendation for the show. Send us feedback if you have it. Or also send us a ghost story. We love hearing your ghost stories. So send those our way. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And have a great week. And thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.